on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% LA Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. Now it's time to sit back and relax as your hosts navigate through the twisting, turning, but never boring world of the five-time MLS Cup champion, LA Galaxy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com, coming to you live on a Thursday night, April 8th. The LA Galaxy signed a third designated player, a little bit of a surprise for everybody. Uh, it was a surprise for me too, and I'm the one who broke the news. So we're going to talk a whole bunch about that tonight. We're going to explain to you why Kevin Cabral is a young DP, what that means. We're also going to get you through some preseason games, some rosters, uh, let's see, some roster changes, a whole bunch of stuff. Honestly, it is a packed show. I wouldn't be surprised if we go just a little bit longer tonight, but uh, to help me, in this wonderful endeavor tonight, someone who is going to attempt to uh, to put up with me throughout the entire night of this show, uh, Sophie the Cannon Nicolau is back. Sophie, how's it going? I'm doing epic. How are you, my friend? I am absolutely wonderful. A busy, busy day for the LA Galaxy, but uh, you know, I'm just happy that we get to spend the next hour or so talking some LA Galaxy, uh, getting into some of the details tonight. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna say it off the bat. Tonight is like MLS. I was going to say 101, like it's basic MLS, but this is advanced level MLS stuff, right? This is, we're in, oh, yeah. we're in like 501, MLS 501. This is, might be a graduate level course um, whenever it comes to, to roster rules and that type of thing. I'm about to get a lesson because I have questions for you <laughs> and they're very important. But uh, firstly, there's two things. First is great, superb. Well done for breaking the news. I love that Cog was the one that broke that news today because it's a big deal. It's a big story in the sense that there's a lot of things that go around it. And we'll get to it because I have so many questions for you. Thank you. Um, yes. Secondly, thank you for trying to help me with my lighting this evening. Um, <laughs> maybe me and Kevin Baxter will go in together on a light. Um, we can stop by my lights from Amazon and actually do something that's uh, a little bit more valuable. Because let me tell you, Josh, your new lighting. Yes. It's dropping the mic stuff. <laughs> I mean, my wife thinks I'm crazy. Just remember, this is like our guest bedroom that I've now turned into like, you know, the corner of the galaxy. Um, I don't know. Boudoir. Let's call it that. <laughs> um, it's like COG after dark most of the time in here. But thank you. I, we're, we're, we're trying. It's simple. Again, if maybe maybe I could like at some point just do a podcast that's all about like podcast setup and lighting, because I've learned so much just in the last month about lighting. Um, yeah. I even fixed, I, I looked very orange when we started before and I've, I've now, I look, well, I mean, I look 
like I even have a little bit of a tan, which is a stretch. So yeah, uh, we'll see I, I feel goes. like I've, I'm being interrogated right now. I've got this light in front of me. <laughs> I have no idea what to do with it. I've got a lamp over here. I've got the overhead. I broke the light as you, you, you did well break the know. light. Yes, yes, yes. It was it was that kind of stuff. Well, well, good. I'm glad. You know, I it was funny because you you sent me a message um, earlier this week and you you've made my month with this message. I was hoping maybe you'd share this story oh, a little bit. I've been dying to tell everyone um, this story. So uh, good evening, everyone in chat. I hope you're all well, healthy, happy, and safe. So there I am, okay, enjoying a breezy Saturday afternoon shopping in my local Trader Joe's in Huntington Beach. Right. And there's a young, I'm not going to give his name away. Right. Um, I'll ask him next time if it's okay with him, I can give his name away. Um, but there's a young fella in there who I completely adore and is an Arsenal fan. And somehow one day, a few months ago, we got talking and, you know, it turned out he's an Arsenal fan. We're chatting away. And then I, and then he started talking about podcasts he likes. And then I'm like, oh, well, I have a podcast. And he's like, oh, cool. What's it called? I go, you know, Highbury Squad. And he goes, oh, I, is that you? And, I, and I'm like, yes. But I think he only listened to it like once. And I think he mostly, you know, was talking about Kevin Campbell, not me. Right. Uh, but he, and then he t proceeded to tell me that he was a massive Ask Blog fan. Uh, and so I had to let him know that. I go in a few times, see him, we talk football. I went in a couple of weeks ago and I was there, I was picking some fine wine. And he comes up to me and he's like, Sophie, I can't believe it. There I am listening. And I'm like, dude, you do shows with Guessman? I go, you, you're on with Guessman? By the way, he called you Guessman. Guessman. I, he, <laughs> he, he must know me. I mean, that was basically no, my, no, my, my nickname no, he's somewhere. Never met you. He has been listening to the podcast for a while. He's a huge LA Galaxy fan. And I thought, you know, he was running over to me to talk about the, um, the Arsenal game. And lo and behold, it was all about you. He couldn't even stand himself from his excitement. It was so epic. And the way he just said, he goes, Guessman, I love Guessman. I've been listening to him for years. Oh, I love that show. So cool. I didn't even know that you did stuff on there. And so there I was just happily shopping at Trader Joe's. And before you knew it, this young fella, yep. he's all about the Guessman. I, I think he's earned himself a scarf. I'm going to have to go shopping with you and, and surprise him. <laughs> Uh, I and, think, and do that. I think he would love that. <laughs> you know, the, the ego that I have, though, immediately played that for my wife. And I was like, see, see, people know me. People know me. There's a there's a big joke with my kid who lives in, in Colorado. And I, I always say uh, I'm really popular in Colorado. And it, it's like it means nothing. Right. The whole deal. But but he's always like he's like, you're not popular in Colorado. I'm like, I'm uh, people know me in Colorado. I'm huge in Colorado. <laughs> and so I told my wife, I'm huge in California, just at or at oh, Trader God. Joe's, at least at Trader I Joe's. I love that you played that voice. note. I couldn't wait to tell you. I was like, Josh, you're not going to believe this. And the fact that the way he said Guessman, he didn't even say it like. <laughs> You know, he was like get, like a football fan, like Guessman, yeah. dude, Guessman. Yeah. Like you're a legend of Galaxy Podcasting, oh, Josh. I, that's only because I've been around. I, I'm getting older now. I, I feel older, and I, I can I can segue this nicely. I feel older, especially whenever the LA Galaxy sign a 21-year-old, and I see him, and I'm like, <laughs> he's a child. He he's a little baby. He was just born not that long ago, and now he's now he's he's gonna come play for the LA Galaxy. Not only is he gonna play for the LA Galaxy, he's a third designated player for the LA Galaxy, the youngest designated player in history. And I'm sitting here going, he's a baby. He's a little tiny guy. Like Josh, I could be his mama. You could. I could be, I, I I could could be, be his, his father. <laughs> I could be his father. I mean, you know, we. we <laughs> 
<laughs> Neither of that is true, by the way, but uh, it, it could absolutely be true. We, we, we don't know. Uh, that no. could be a thing. So, um, but no, it, it, it's super interesting. That's awesome. Thank you for that story. But let's let's get to some galaxy talk because it's okay. going to go. I think I'm going to spin some heads tonight just because I'm going to go through MLS rules and different things that, that sort of go there. Let's let's talk about when I found out that things were not quite as we had assumed, because, Sophie, we had assumed that Kevin Cabral was going to be signed. But we had made the assumption that he was going to be one of these U22 players. And they're, they're calling it, if you listen to Dennis and, and Dennis DeClosa and Greg Vanny's talk, they call it a youth initiative. And whenever I've talked to, to either of them, they've called it the youth initiative. We mm. usually call it the U22 rule or people have called it the young money rule as well. So all those things are the same thing. The U22 uh, youth initiative. Uh, young money, all of those are the same, but they are different. And this is where I've been dry pulling my hair out. As you can see, it's almost gone. Um, <laughs> this, this is where I've been pulling my hair out for most of the day is that it's different than a young designated player. Okay. So we all know, and we, exactly. I know, I, I don't know. know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we're we're going to help. Okay. We, we know that in MLS, you get up to three designated player spots, right? That's a, that's mm -hmm. things that we are used to accustomed to, and we understand it. The young designated player rule has been in effect for years. I don't even remember when it first came in. It might have been even like 2014 or 2015, um, maybe even before that, that the young designated player rule was in there. But as LA Galaxy fans, and certainly as people who cover the LA Galaxy, we've never had to deal with it because the LA Galaxy have never had a young designated player. And most of the time, you look at teams that would sign young designated players and you're saying, eh, it's kind of a cop-out on the designated player. You're not really getting a third designated player. You're getting a guy who's expensive and you're investing a lot of money in a young player that's what it mm -hmm. that's what it sort of seems like so we do have to go back and sort of understand that there is a difference between the u22 rule that we were talking about leading up to this and the young designated player rule and i heard yesterday yesterday morning yesterday mid-morning i was talking to some people and they're like he's going to be a young dp and i'm like no 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 he's going to be a u22 player and they're like, no, he's going to be a young DP. And I'm like, but that's a different thing. Like, at least I, you know, I have that basis of information. That's a different thing. It was surprising. And I'm like, whoa, there's rules to the U22 signings. And we've talked about them on the podcast. Mm -hmm. You have to be under 22, or at least you can't turn 23 in the first year of the contract, right? So you have to basically be 22 or under 22. Um, there you can have, um, an unlimited acquisition fees. So any transfer fees that you have to pay any of that mm -hmm. type of stuff, it's unlimited. It doesn't matter. You could pay 1 billion. As somebody said, so if the LA galaxy wanted to get, you know, Mbappe, they could, they could spend a billion dollars on the transfer fee. And then they, then what could they pay them? And I'm saying, well, they could only pay him. A, a maximum budget charge and the maximum budget charge. Let's right do now, that deal. Let's yeah, do yeah. that deal right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For 600, you, you would just have to pay him $612,500, which is that max budget charge. Um, and then you could, you could, the transfer fee could be anything you want it to be. It's a magical number. It doesn't matter. It would not affect how much that would hit the cap. The U22 rule says that the player's cap hit, even though you're paying them 612 or below 612, $500,000, right? Um, even though you're, you're doing that, uh, you are, uh, your cap hit is only $200,000. That's the U22 rule. Okay. So yes. Okay. Yes. Take a breath. Mm -hmm. Time out. Yes. Okay. So is did has did the deal switch to save for money purposes yeah so i i don't think it ever switched i think we made assumptions uh -huh. that it would be a u22 signing and our assumptions were incorrect at least that was me 
I never got mm. told that he would be a U22 player. I just assumed it because it's a new mechanism. And I would assume that the LA Galaxy wanted to keep the third designated player spot open. Okay. Right. Uh, I, that was that was my assumption. And those and I think that was the assumption of most of the media who was looking at this. Um, Tom Bogert from MLSsoccer.com may have got this correct before everybody else in terms of the young DP. I thought he mm -hmm. just misspoke whenever he he talked about it, but he may have been correct. And I have to go back and check. But I want to give him props if he did get it right, um, that, he, that he got it, that he was actually a young DP. So the young DP and the U22 rules are really similar in a lot of ways. Okay, mm -hmm. but one of the restrictions is that salary, how much you can pay the player. Okay, and what is that? So, so, so with the U twenty two rule, you can't pay him more than the max budget, which is six hundred twelve thousand five hundred dollars. Okay, that's the six twelve. Yeah, right. the okay. young DP rule, you can pay him as much as you want. I imagine, right? Um, it's as much as you want. Uh, but the young DP. Mm -hmm. So, so here's another thing that people don't also like take in. Let's take take a step back. The difference between a DP and a young DP. Okay. A designated player has a cap hit, Sophie, and that cap hit is that max budget charge that we've talked about, right. like six, twelve, five hundred. So, anytime you have a designated player, you have to take from your four point two or five point one—I forget what the number is right now—for the salary cap in twenty twenty one. Um, maybe it's 4.7. It's changed so much, I can't remember what it is off the top of my head. But whatever it is, you have to take six hundred twelve thousand five hundred dollars out for each designated player that you have. Okay, then you're allowed two designated players. Did you know that you have to buy the third slot? You have to buy a third slot if you want so three DPs. So I, I, di I did not – I knew an iteration of that. I didn't know it was a buy. So basically you pay the league. Yes, and then that money is split between – These guys are making <laughs> hand over fist here. What's but, going but, on? But it's then split between teams, right? So they take that money, and the people who don't have three DPs then get to split that money and use it as general allocation money. So it's is sort that what we've just done with Cincy then? No. Different thing, okay? And I, I understand why you would think that as well. Okay. Um, so, so, uh, the, the, so, yeah, yeah, I know. So, so you have to buy the spot. I'll get to the Cincinnati thing because that's a whole different can of worms. Um, so the, with the third DP, you have to buy it if it's a regular DP. If it's a young DP, they don't make you buy it. That money is $150,000 in order to get the third DP. Then, if it was a normal DP, you would have to pay another $612,500 against the cap, the max budget charge, right? So, if you have three DPs, multiply 600 by three, and you get $1.8 million, roughly, mm -hmm. and it's a little more than that. But, say, it's what you end up paying against the cap, $1.8 million. Even though your cap is $4.7, you've already taken $1.8 million of that away just with your designated players who have a cap hit. The young designated player doesn't have as large of a cap hit, much like the U22 player that we talked about that had a $200,000 cap hit. The uh, the young DP ages 21 to 23 has a $200,000 cap hit as well. So they save some money against the cap. Okay. I'm just going to check in with everyone in chat if they're following. <laughs> okay. You keep talking. Here we go. No, <laughs> no, it, it, it's funny because I'm looking at the chat and they're like, uh, Mike, Mike Gray, who's, who was an excellent reporter and still should be reporting and somebody should hire him to cover the LA Galaxy. Um, Mike says, like, I'm supposed to be kind of an expert and, and man, and man, this is head spinning. It is. And I understand it. And I'm trying. It's it's this is somebody said I can't keep track of this stuff. And I said, this is why I have a podcast, because I have tracked this stuff throughout MLS's iterations and I understand it. And I want yeah, this to... isn't you being a nerd. No. <laughs> oh, no, of no. course not. This no. is. Yeah, I was I was going to say um, to say I was aroused by the rules we're going around today would be an understatement. <laughs> right. So um, 
all, all the different things. So you have the young DP. So what the benefits of the young DP are is that you don't have to buy the third slot and you don't have to, um, and the cap hit is less. So you're spending $412,500 less on your cap, which is a significant amount of money. Imagine you could get a pay, you could get a player and pay him $412,500. Mm. An MLS player, that's a an, that's an middle to upper end MLS player for four twelve mm -hmm. five hundred. dollars So think about that whenever you're, you're sort of putting this in. And they don't have to pay the $150,000 as well. So they get to save that money um, to, for buying the third slot. So that is what Kevin Cabral is. He's a young designated player. If you sign somebody under 20 um, or 20 and younger, the cap, uh, the cap hit is only $150,000. So you actually save $50,000. Okay. It sounds like we've done what a lot of those big corporations do to avoid paying taxes. We've found some <laughs> loopholes and done some sh fantastic business. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is i mean and it isn't is it I, no it's not and, and you know people are asking why the galaxy did this i will tell you why the galaxy did this and it's not some smart play that i see um the, the bottom line is and the reason that this got pushed into a young dp player instead of a u22 is because they're paying him more than six hundred and twelve thousand five hundred dollars for his nice. salary that's mm -hmm. it that's the only thing that pushes us into into a young dp i talked with somebody uh, yesterday, and I asked that specific question. I go, is his salary too high? The answer came back, yes, exactly. Here's the other benefit. Okay, this is where it's going to get a little crazy just for a second, so everybody just hang in there with me. We've talked about the U22 rules. One of the U22 rules is if you have three senior designated player spots, we're going to call them senior and not young, okay? So that's the difference between senior and young. If you have three designated play, senior designated player spots, you're only allowed one U22 youth initiative young money signing. Only one. Okay. So 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 he, so if let's say the Galaxy had Christian Pavone, they had Chicharito, and they had Jonathan Dos Santos, then mm -hmm. they would be able to sign one U twenty two player under the new U twenty two rules. Okay, which yes. Does this mean the Christian Pavone deal's dead? Yes, for the time being. Okay. Um, they they Carry on. there's okay. no, there's no way for them to bring them on yet. So yes, absolutely, they moved. Um, they moved mm. on from that, at least for the time being, they would have to open up another spot somehow, Sophie. And I'm not sure that they can do that right now. Yeah. Okay. So, um, if you have two senior, senior DPs and one young designated player, you can sign up to three U22 players. Okay. Everybody I talked to about this listed that as a benefit. All right. This is how, the, because they're saying, because the U22 rules, as we said, means unlimited acquisition fees. So you can go out and find players that could cost a lot of money on a transfer market, right? right maybe, okay. maybe, I mean, it's not going to go above like five or $6 million just because then you, the guy you're paying would want more money, right? So that, mm -hmm. that it sort of levels out there. But, um, you can go out and get some really talented young players and you could get three of them. The LA Galaxy now have the ability with how they have the designated player spots lined up right now, Sophie. They have the ability to go out and sign three U22 players. You can also use that. You don't have to use that on internationals. You can use it on domestics. You can use it on homegrowns. You can use it on other ways to make your roster work. And they have, that's three players that have a max cap hit of $200,000, right? And mm -hmm. you can go out and acquire, I mean, it, it, they can end up being expensive players that you can put on your team. This is where the LA Galaxy think that they're 
I don't know, gaming the rest of MLS with this, they see an advantage in this, okay? And I don't know if that advantage is real, Sophie, or if it's fake, um, but they see an advantage in going out and being able to sign multiple U22 players. They, um, we can go to some rosters. So have they been shrewd here? Are they being, have they done something shrewd or shady? Not, sh- not shady. between shrewd and shady. I don't think you can do anything shady, not in the league with all the rules. M- Miami but certainly is. Tr- My- Miami is trying right now. They have four DPs. To be shady. Yes, how, yes. Yeah. Um, but are they, how are they getting away with that? They're not. And, and MLS is probably going to come down on them. We'll talk about that in right. a little bit, too. Okay. Um, but no, I think they think they're being shrewd. I don't know. Nobody has tried this yet. So it's kind of hard to say that this is a good deal or a bad deal. Now, the amount of money they may be paying Kevin Cabral is a lot of money. And when you consider he's taking up a designated player spot, there's a, you know, an opportunity cost to that, right? Because mm-hmm. you can't go out and sign somebody like uh, Lewandowski, let's say, uh, you know, just if, 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 if perhaps they, they want to. You're throwing in Beppe and Beppe at me tonight, Lewandowski. <laughs> I mean, right. come on, stop. We all know that Louis wants to play for LA Galaxy. We saw he was the asked. broadcast the other day. He, was, he said it. He was asked whether he would, whether he prefers the, the East Coast or the West Coast. He said West Coast. And then they asked, okay, then LA Galaxy or LAFC. And he said, has to be the Galaxy. I mean, you know, send send a plane over. That's what I say. Um, that Two would, years. Yeah, Two years. Um, so anyway, so um, they you know they think that they're being smart with all of this and and how they're trying to do it. Um, but we we don't know. But the, the I was getting to the salary. Um, the rumor out there right now is that Cabral will make a hundred and ten thousand euros a month, which is a hundred and thirty thousand something dollars per month. Which would be that, which if you multiplied it by 12, and I don't know if they actually run the contracts in 12 month segments or how it works, but if they do, that would be close to $1.5 million per year for a 21 year old. He's in League 2. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And he's paid, played like 69 games. Yeah. The, here is the, the spin. The Galaxy certainly, Sophie, think. And I don't know if that number is true. So let's not pretend that we we have a certain in on that. That was a, a number reported in a French mm-hmm. publication, and I have now shared it with you. I don't know if that's true. Um, the the thing that they're trying to go after here, and the thing that I, I think everybody has to understand with this, is they see a guy who has a ton of upside, Right. They see a guy who can make an immediate impact at 21 years old. They see a project because I certainly talked to some people who said he still needs some work, um, certainly. But what they see is an investment. They think that this kid could absolutely tear Major League Soccer up. Um, And I don't think they would have gone this direction if they didn't think that. So you get to gauge that, Sophie, right? We all get to gauge that. We get to see if they are they were right or if they are wrong. But at 21 mm-hmm. years old, you just replaced Christian Pavone with this 21-year-old. You replaced one of the best midfielders I've ever seen play for the LA Galaxy. Uh, a guy who was your leading goal scorer and really your your only real consistent form of offense in, you know, last year and then the year before, obviously, was Laton as well. Um, so... There's a ton of pressure on him. This is not a low-pressure situation all of a sudden. This kid Mm -hmm. is coming to the largest club in the United States with a price tag and an acquisition that dictates that he is successful basically right out of the gate. 
And also, like you just said, one of the toughest thing, a player who is beloved by Galaxy fans, who looks like he might not be coming back, now will be seen, whether it's right or wrong, as his replacement. Yes. And I think a lot of the hoopla is we get caught up a lot in, you know, La Masia, Barcelona, young players. You know, there's a there's a there's a there's something about them because you went there, you studied there, you were born to play football there. And a little bit like the fact that this kid is a product of the PSG mm -hmm. um, system. And I think that's where a little of the extra comes, Josh. You know, Grand Seer, for example. And by the way, how do we pronounce the name? Now we, you know. We 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 believe it's Grand Seer. So I think okay. I think I think you were you were correct in your in your Frenchness uh, <laughs> uh, there. Um, who's played for Monaco and went on? He obviously was Troyes and stuff, and he he kind of went on loan a bit, but he's played a bit, right? Not the same cachet. This kid comes from the PSG um, farm system. I think there's a little bit of that in this too. Um, yeah. Because we really don't know a lot about him. Here, I mean, none of us can sit here and say, "Hey, he's going to be great." I mean, we've, you know, it, it's this is a, a high risk signing for me. Yeah, I think it's I think it's high risk. Um, by the way, if you're watching on the video, um, with the LA Galaxy were nice enough to lend us their hype video for for Cabral that we can sort of play as we as we look over um, his stuff. It, it was interesting. Greg Vanny, Dennis DeClosa both talked about how they scouted this guy for weeks. Um, for the last three or four months, uh, Vanny said that he, he saw him whenever he was actually looking at some other players in France, um, and, you know, kept seeing him pop up in this game and said, you know, well, this is, this is a kid who's constantly dangerous, um, who's always pressing the line, who's making, you know, smart runs, who puts himself in the right positions. I mean, it's, it's funny cause I watched highlights of him before they made this signing and I sort of said, okay, if I'm watching highlights and certainly when you watch highlights, Sophie, we understand that this is the, <sighs> this is the best a player is going to be, right? This is the best mm -hmm. the player is going to be is, is in these highlights. Um, then you can take all the positives from him and it's at least comforting to me to note that all the things that I saw, his technical ability, his speed, um, his ability to pop up in the right situations in the right time, uh, his ability to create danger and be, you know, sort of a menace is stuff that Greg Vanny saw as well. And so if you're getting the highlight, Kevin Cabral, um, mm -hmm. then is this a Greg? Is this a Greg signing? It's it's, this... it's interesting. A lot of people were saying that. Yes, it, it seems that way. It seems mm. it is a it is a Greg signing. Um, and however that ends up, you know, I don't really know what that means all the time. Um, it, it Greg certainly was the one who was like, oh yeah, for sure. I you know this is the guy I want, and I want to do this, and and this makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, he seems like it, but but you have to imagine as well that you know Dennis DeClosa was also heavily involved in this, and people people always want to say, is it a Greg Vanny signing? This front office right now with Jovan Karofsky, with um, Greg Vanny and the coaching staff side of things, and Dennis DeClosa is a collaborative um, mm -hmm. set of people. They are working together um with guys uh and i think anybody can veto anything so if they had other greg vanny talked to how about how they were scouting all over the world how they had guys mm -hmm. they were looking at in south america and in asia and in europe and you know they had all and across the u.s and all these things and they had discussions about a lot of these guys too and it kept coming back to it you know kevin seems to be the guy um for them it's so. it's, in, it's interesting with the french acquisitions of late um i'm wondering if is that a scout that 
is very because you know similarly with my ado that you know there's this brazilian influence right it, mm. it happens when it comes to the scouting side of things obviously i think french football is full of talent um heck arsenal were able to win multiple championships with mostly french players playing for them so i'm wondering if that's a thing if that's the pool they're going after because of a particular scout that is working um, with LA Galaxy. Yeah, I, I think there's some of that as well. Um, certainly, the LA Galaxy have in years past, and if you look at the French, um, the the French signings that they have made. So I think you could mm -hmm. you could look at that and say, you know, yeah, there's there's probably something to that. Um, I think this guy comes from sort of the same system where they got Alessandrini, um, where they got right, Siani. Right. Where they got? I'm trying to think. There was other another French guy. Uh, oh, Grand Sir, Grand Sir, Grand Sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Grand Sir. Well, Grand it's not. It's a nice mix because there's been a lot of, and I'm not saying like you know, there's a lot of talent around the world. There's been a lot of South American players that have come into the game, of course. Um, so to kind of go back to that well, I think you know, it's interesting. There's a lot of talent in France yeah. and in and in Europe, of course. Yeah, that's, it, that's fairly inexpensive. There were there were League One um, or League One uh, for for all. <laughs> Um, I just, I just know, I just know do from, from playing tennis. Um, there, there are a lot of league one oh, teams. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, there were a lot of league one teams who were interested in Cabral. Um, there were some mm -hmm. other teams in Europe that were interested in Cabral that may have pushed things and elevated all of the numbers that we saw. So, so it, when we look at it, I, I think maybe there was some escalation just because of competition. Um, and, and Valenciennes was, was absolutely needed to take this deal with the financial situation that they're in, um, during this, it makes a ton of sense for, uh, yeah, you know, a league tough. two team to, to, to take that. So, um, you know, none of that surprised me in that. I think, when we look at this and we look at what Kevin Cabral could do, um, again, he's a baby. Um, he's such a baby. We're, we're actually playing a little bit of his video that he put out for the LA Galaxy. Um, and that dude looks like he is like, uh, like he can, 18 yeah. years old, 17 <laughs> years old. He's, he's, he's not old enough to drink. He can't be. Um, no, but, no but, way. But when you look at, you know, what he could be. He's got a good look. He's very marketable. Somebody said, you know, the Galaxy's TikTok game is certainly going to raise a little bit with a 21-year-old uh, designated player who's going to probably be grabbing that phone um, a whole bunch. So um, having said that, it's total unknown. I don't know how we judge any of this. I'll tell you, it's a big gamble the LA Galaxy took using a designated player spot. Um, they were asking in the chat room as well, by the way, about Christian Pavone. There's really something interesting that could happen it's unlikely to happen, but it could happen is that if we go back to how much Christian Pavone was making whenever he was playing with the LA Galaxy, he was making around $1.2 million, $1.3 million a year in salary. Now, there were transfer fees and loan fees that, mm -hmm. that the Galaxy were paying, so he was out of a TAM deal and into really a designated player deal, and that's why it happened. But if you got Christian Pavone for free, Sophie... Um, in terms on the transfer, and he is—he has said uh, basically. I think his dad said, or his agent said, um, that they're—they're going to wait six months, and then after six months, they're going to sign a deal with somebody because his his contract is not up this summer; it's up next summer, I believe. Mm -hmm. um, and so you could technically get Christian Pavone for free 
if all the sexual assault charges come back as being, you know, dismissed, not true. I mean, there has to be a whole sort of uh, PR mm -hmm. wash to that as well that, that works out well. But perhaps we had double could... double ankle surgery, too. I mean, and, and by the way, that ankle surgery was really expected to make him a better player. There was there were very few people who were like, oh, well, he's never going to be mm -hmm. the same because they were really just cleaning stuff out more than anything else. But you're right. Mm -hmm. It's surgery. Anytime you go in, you could come back. Right, right, right. There are chances, I think, for Christian Pavone to be with this LA Galaxy team, but things have to change. And and you talk about Jonathan Dos Santos's contract because Greg Vanny said afterwards that you know they that it does it doesn't necessarily rule out Christian Pavone in the future. Um, he didn't mention him by name, but he says we all know of somebody who possibly would come. It doesn't rule that out in the future, right. and that got everybody excited. And I'd say just pump the brakes on that a little bit, mostly because you needed an open designated player spot. You don't have one. Could you get Jonathan Dos Santos down to TAM after his contract is up? I was yes. just about to ask you that. Yeah. Yes, you, I think yeah. you could. Um, because he's not that far. I think he's at $1.9 million. And so really, I think the TAM level is like 1.7 now. And it may be even, it goes up higher next year. The TAM level, actually, the ceiling on that raises. So, you you know, mm -hmm. Jonathan Dos Santos takes a $200,000 bath and, and they extend the contract out and he makes more money. Um, it, it may make some sense. It may not make sense. You have to sort of see how Jonathan Dos Santos plays this year. How do you, real quick in a nutshell, how do you see that midfield to forward line working then with this signing? I, how What's the what's the, his starting lineup yeah. from that point? Chicharito is going to be up top and probably by himself. I think people will make a bigger deal about that than what we've seen sort of in preseason, but he's going to be up there as the lone striker. We'll, we'll say that that works. Um, I think that Cabral is on the left-hand side because he's a right-footed player. He inverts much like Christian Pavone did. Um, mm -hmm. So you're going to see him as the left winger. I think on the right side, it'll be Grancia. I'll get it mm -hmm. eventually. I'll start to really, it'll it'll eventually flow right off the tongue. Um, and then in the middle, you're going to have, I think right now at least, Sebastian Legette, Victor Vasquez, and Jonathan Dos Santos um, mm -hmm. as sort of that spine. And, you know, I still sort of see, some people are saying, is it a 4-1-4-1? That's probably closer than maybe a 4-2-3-1, which I sort of had thought perhaps. But I think a 4-1-4-1 makes more sense. But one of the things we know that the Galaxy won is a defensive midfielder. And right now, Jonathan Dos Santos is going to play that DM, even though Greg Vanny said he wanted to get him more in the offense. Um, if we can transition, a good transition, to the, the preseason game that we actually got to watch, um, we can say that between Victor Vasquez in the first 45 minutes, Sebastian Legette, and, um, and Jonathan Dos Santos, all three of them took turns moving forward and being that forward pressing attacking sort of that number 10 uh legit certainly did it vasquez did it and jonathan dos santos was up in that line as well i think there can be a real balance between those three players whenever we look at it so uh that's my lineup in there i mean I, I, wow I, I think i don't think that sucks it's more exciting than anything it's we've seen in the preseason yeah of course it's very is. new and Obviously, going into every season, you just don't know, right? And but this team needed a shift. It needed a shake. It needed newness. It needed more vibrancy. Youth. Um, youth comes with an experience. Unfortunately, it's a different league. But they're coming from a league, I think, where they're going to be able to adapt in terms of speed, pace. The travels obviously be a stickler. They're that's going to come as a shocker uh, to Grandier, um to both. It's just going to come everyone, even Steven Gerrard. I remember having that conversation with him. It just, it blew his mind. So it's it, same with Wayne Rooney. I think everyone underestimates how tough it is to actually play in this league with all of that stuff going on. But I mean, 
here's the scoop. I don't think when you look at everyone in, around MLS, mm-hmm. is there a team where you're like, Whoa. I mean, there, I mean, oh. no, no, and yes. At the same time, probably. I mean, they. I think that there could be some some good teams. I think Columbus may end up being. Columbus was playing in Champions League tonight and won four nothing in their match. Um, Columbus just got better and they're defending MLS Cup champs. And they were pretty good. Yeah, last year I was gonna say. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, when we look at that, it's sort of we sit there and go, well, okay, you know, does it, it does that make sense? Um, Orlando, well, they Orlando might be good again because maybe be, because of Oscar Pereja. I mean, yeah, I can't. How can you not love Oscar Pereja? Um, you know, with with a lot of this stuff. So, um, I think he does a great job there. I mean, you know, there's lots of people who have lots of lots of things um, mm-hmm. that that could perhaps you know be good, but we I don't know that we know. I mean, listen, LAFC is certainly not going to be a bad team this year. Um, and I think that the LA Galaxy will have to do a lot to, to raise their level to that. I don't know that the team that the LA Galaxy have is, you know, necessarily a top five or six or seven, you know, in the West, uh, team. I don't know because I really, I was talking about to get to the playoffs, Josh, if they don't, it's, it's a a disaster. It's got to happen. I mean, yes and no. Yes, you're absolutely right. It should with the amount of money they're spending and all those things. Would I be surprised if they missed it this year with, I mean, you know, we talk about Cabral. Cabral's still in France. He hasn't got his visa yet, Sophie. He hasn't come in yet. So, I mean, are we really going to be surprised whenever he's not available for Miami the first game? He may be available for the New York Red Bulls game. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I, I just to me, um, the, the only bright spot that I can sort of say is that for the first 45 minutes, and we only got 45 minutes, Greg, uh, Greg Vanny told us so in this game against the Colorado Rapids, um, we got eight starters out of it. We got eight starters. Sophie, I haven't seen eight starters on this team all preseason. Um, you got Bond, mm-hmm. who's a starter. You had Araujo, who's a starter. Steris is a starter. Um, I think Jalen Neal, not a starter, and I'm not going to count him as one of my eight, but Jalen Neal is going to start the game in Miami because Greg Vanny has told us every single time that Neal is starting next to Steris every single time. Um, they've had a chance at it. They could have started Nick Depew next to Steris in some of these games, and they didn't. Uh, Greg Vanny chose Jalen Neal, who was, I think is 17 or 18 years old. Um, and so he's going to be your starter at center back when they go up against mm-hmm. Miami. Uh, Fania is a starter. Efrain Alvarez is not a starter. Uh, he will be on the bench and Grand Sur should come in and, and take his. Uh, Do you think Dunbar will get chances this season? Yes, early. I'm a Dunbar fan. Yes, early. No, mm-hmm. not as much later. He's going to have to earn some sub minutes and some other things um, unless okay. there's some injuries, right? Um, let's see. Vasquez is going to be a starter, I think, right now. Dunbar was in there, not a starter, but definitely a kid who's shown, I think, well in the preseason. Not great, but well. Uh, Sebastian Legetta starter and Chicharito a starter. So, I mean, we have not seen a lineup this year that has come anything even approach to starting lineup. And yeah. we got only three players from it. And you can basically say that... Um, you know, Derek Williams eventually is going to take over, I think, that center back spot for Jalen Neal. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that when you look at Efrain Alvarez, uh, Grancia is going to come in and start on the right wing side. And so Alvarez is not going to have that spot there. And Dunbar isn't going to have a starting spot because Cabral is going to be that left wing. Right. So those are the three players that when you look at it, you could say, OK, maybe perhaps you're going to see something um, a little bit better. And I thought they looked they looked a lot better. They looked like an MLS team on 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 Wednesday afternoon. It, it for looked more minutes. improved. Um, 
You know, Jonathan Bond is quite a character, isn't he? I love Jonathan Bond. He's he's but great. He's got the attitude that you need a goalkeeper to have. There's well, no a, doubt. A, about a little that. crazy, a yes. little crazy, and uh, yes. yeah, yeah, absolutely. I can see he's that. He's got he's got that chip, and I think it's a good chip. Yeah, um, I think he can make a difference. Yeah, very important. Yeah, he seems to be an interest. I don't know. I think that he could be one of the surprises this year. I mean, you yeah. look, but okay, Sophie, let's go over the starting lineup and tell you, tell and, and say who has to have sort of those good games, right? Those good games that you expect them to, that, that has to be, you know, sort of surprises. Uh, Jonathan Bond. Three, yeah. John, you know who number one is. Yeah, Chicharito. I mean, he actually has to be good, right? We know that. Um, Jonathan Bond has to be good. If not, they go to Jonathan Klinsman, who this preseason has looked okay but not necessarily elite mls ability jonathan bond i think could be an elite mls goalkeeper um yeah. i don't know that we've seen that but we he has the attitude for it he has the body type for it he seems to be making the right moves he did get beat on a shot from outside the box in the in the game against colorado rapids but um you know i didn't have I, actually that was the skc game that he got the one from outside the box um he's made a couple mistakes nothing major uh, I talked to somebody at the Galaxy, and I said this on Monday, but absolutely throwing the bus. They didn't mean to throw the uh, th to run the bus over David Bingham, but they're like, they're like, they're like Jonathan Bond, absolutely an upgrade. And I'm like, yep, okay, gotcha, yep, mm, okay. Um, so you see that, but I mean, Cabral has they have to hit on Cabral in order for the LA Galaxy to be, you know, a playoff team this year. They have to hit on Grant Sear to be yeah. a playoff team. Um, they have. I think Dos Santos has to have a big season. He has to have a big I mean, season. He was missed with the injury last season um, and just hasn't, I, I think, you know, at some point, especially if you're a DP too, you've really, you've got, he's got to be a, a true leader this year yeah. and he's got a lead on the, on the pitch. And I think if he's on form and on fire and he has one of those seasons, I think, you know, this team, this team can make it to the playoffs. I think what he does is so important, but he's got to do it better than he's ever done it. And I and he looks ready this season. He looks he, he looks ready. Can I tell you that I think this LA Galaxy team, if they hit on three out of four, you know, seventy five percent of their new signings, if they hit on those, maybe have one or two ones that don't just quite do as well. Mm -hmm. If they do that, I think that they're a you know top four or top five team in the Western Conference. Um, if they hit on all of them, they could be a top three team in the Western Conference. And then it's a matter of can Greg Vanny, you know, give them enough. I'll tell you right now, they're already better coached. You can see it in how they're playing. You can see it in how they're reacting. Greg Vanny has already fixed some things. And, it, you know, I see and I'm certainly aware of and if you're on Twitter enough, you see some of the journalists who have suddenly decided to start paying attention to the L.A. Galaxy because Chicharito is on there um, and you see them talking <laughs> Um, out their back ends a lot of times about stuff about the LA Galaxy. Um, you know, the Cabral signing was certainly one of them, which is they, you know, they, they don't get it. They don't understand it. I admit it's a risk, right? But this, you know, there was something to the effect of this is what happens when a team focuses on one player and then can't get them and then they make an, a, a stupid signing like this, right? And I'm mm -hmm. like, that's not what happened here. And the LA Galaxy have been looking at this guy for months and months. Um, making sure that they make the right move. Greg Vanny has been very deliberate about these things. Um, mm -hmm. And what you're seeing right now is that the defense is better, not only for the pieces that they've added in O'Neill Fisher, Danilo Acosta, uh, Jorge Villafania, Derek Williams. Um, you know, they've added some good pieces to back up there. Um, but as well as the fact that now they're actually in a system 
that prioritizes the defensive like shape. And Ta-da. what do you know? I mean, you know, there's been misses. Um, yes. But that's that's where I, they, they, they've had mistakes in the preseason. But Greg Vanny isn't worried about him. He's like, those are simple. He goes, we can fix those. He's like he would be more worried, I think, if he didn't have the talent. And I think he thinks he has the talent to do things from there. And no disrespect to GBS at all, but there's a coach in place. And I I don't know, you guys, I'm telling you right now, it's a different vibe. When you're in those press conferences and you're listening to the coach and what he says, and I know Josh posts them up on YouTube and stuff like that, but the way he talks to the media, the way he um, expresses himself, how he handles himself, you feel like you're someone who knows the league. And these things are important, especially when you have a team that's just coming together, right? And and it needed to happen. You're talking about a winner. You're talking about someone who knows the DNA and the culture of LA Galaxy. I mean, these things are fundamentally important when you're entering a new season and a season where everyone's under the cosh at, at LA Galaxy, you know, from top to bottom, from the executive team to the players playing on the pitch. Mediocrity is unacceptable when you've got five stars on the shirt. Right. And this team's going to have to gel. But I think when I see him in these presses, I have to say, I expect big things from him and I don't want to put pressure on him. But he seems like a guy who's very in control of everything. He knows what he wants, how to play. He's got a system, like you said earlier, Josh. And, you know, I think he might be able to get the best out of Chicharito. He's been working hard too. And when you've got these young wingers now um, and you've got them playing, hopefully fearless because they've got nothing to lose and everything to prove, right. you might find more more balls coming in in that six-yard box area, that that poacher area where Chicharito thrives, yes. you know, and his best game is. Um, he, so, he, you perfectly said, really well said. Um, and I think we've seen a lot of improvement already in this preseason from Chicharito. The work rate, the positioning, um, his physique, his, his physique. Oh man, it's so so much. Um, yeah, and and so all that. The other thing is, you know, you talked about a guy who sort of gets it and understands it. The the thing that maybe we shouldn't totally discount is the fact that the LA Galaxy have two French players on this team, and that's probably not a mistake. It's not they just got one. They got mm-hmm. two, and they probably got two for a reason. Whenever you're coming from a different country, um, yep. I don't know how much Cabral speaks English, and I don't know how much uh, you know Sam Gritzer also speaks English, but I imagine that they're more comfortable in French. Um, they're going to have each other to sort of be like, mm-hmm. hey, we can still speak French to each other. And then there's something like they can have dinner together. They can do these things. You know, their, fam- their families, I imagine, I, I don't know this for sure, but if if Gretzer is is married or has a girlfriend or something, he's going to have a family. And I imagine that, you know, Kevin Cabral could, could mix in and be with that family as well. They have two of them for a reason. They're not yep. isolating anybody on this team. Um, and I think that that is a different vibe than necessarily what was happening with GBS, who was perfectly fine with isolating certain people. Um, mm-hmm. And so I feel that that's an important thing not to overlook. They have two French players for a reason. They're both attacking players. They both play on the outside. There is a ton of similarity between these two guys and how they play. Mm-hmm. Uh, the age difference isn't huge. I think Grand Sur is 26, if I remember. Um, I'd have to go back and look. But 21, 26, five years, that's not that much. Um, mm-hmm. there, there's, there's a built-in support system there, and I think that's really smart, too. Yep, definitely. I mean, it's a blank canvas for them. They're coming to America. You know, it's yeah. a wonderful opportunity. They're going to play and be kind of more in the shop window mm-hmm. than they would have been playing where they did in France. 
Uh, and they're going to, you know, they're definitely, we see it at big clubs, Alisson and Firmino at Liverpool. I mean, Alisson baptised Firmino in his pool, in his in his house. Uh, I mean, these, these are, are very good points that you make in terms of, you know, making sure they're comfortable. They're young, Josh. They're coming to L.A., you know, when I moved here from England, I was fluent in English, of course, and I was a much older, you right. know, I was 30 years old. But coming here, you're moving to a totally different country and it's still a big deal. It, you know, and they're very young and the, the fact that they'll have each other and a great support system. The Galaxy are really good at that kind of stuff um, when it when it comes to that kind of stuff now, yeah. obviously. But the team around them, not talking about GBS, but the club. They look after they look after their players. Uh, I was going to say in the chat room, uh, if you want to get your super chat questions, and now is your time. And I think Will uh, put in a two dollars super chat at the beginning of the of, of the show. I didn't want to miss it. Um, just we had a lot to uh, to talk about. Yeah, uh, David says Grant Sir is twenty four, so you, you you have a really close um, you know sort of thing there. But uh, the Commercial Underground also says you know Pavone, Polenta, and Fabio Alvarez were best buds. Yes, there's there's always clicks. You should have clicks within every locker room. As long as they don't become cliques that are toxic. Correct. That's, that's okay. That's, yeah, that's, that's whenever it's that's whenever it's an issue, and, and certainly um, as it goes. All right, uh, let's get to some more LA Galaxy news. We're going to talk some LA Galaxy two only because I find it interesting of who they've signed. Um, LA Galaxy two announced that they signed uh, midfielder Daniel Aguirre. Aguirre has been playing almost the entire preseason with the starting MLS side. Um, in all these in, in all these preseason games, he's been playing as a central midfielder. He has looked more than comfortable on the starting MLS side and playing against MLS competition in this stuff. And so we knew he was an LA Galaxy two trialist. I thought with just looking at what he was that he was a lock to get signed by LA Galaxy two. They did sign him. I wouldn't be surprised if at some point during this year with things and players moving back and forth between Galaxy 2 and LA Galaxy, that he doesn't make some appearances for technically the mm. senior team. Possibly if there are any cup competitions, if the LA Galaxy somehow get into the U.S. Open Cup, Aguirre certainly could be one of those guys who gets loaned up and played in the, in the cup competition in those things. So I think that's really interesting um, signing. He's just a guy that has totally stuck, uh, stood out in the preseason so And so you wanted to see that perhaps... How old, how old is he? He is. Oh, he was in. He was born in ninety nine. He's twenty one. Another ninety nine. Uh, man, the year geez. I the year I graduated high school. By the way, nineteen ninety nine. Gosh, uh, I know. I, at least I feel. At least I'm not the oldest one on the on this podcast, right? Um, I was actually twenty eight in nineteen ninety nine. I need a sip. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. I was gonna say. You might might need uh might need something stronger might than whatever. Might need something stiffer than yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, here's the other LA Galaxy two signing I want to talk about. Um, okay, so Will says uh, with a little super chat. Uh, he says, uh, "Did you get an official jersey to raffle? Relax. We'll we'll get there. I'm gonna try to get an official LA Galaxy, possibly not play, possibly <laughs> player issued get uh, jersey to raffle off because I have been one of the only people." Um, to uh, to to sort of keep track of all the Jersey stuff. Um, That's a very interesting. Question. Do you do you want to read off Aaron's uh, Aaron's five dollars super chat? That, there is a theory. Yeah, uh -huh. There is a theory that Sophie is faking her accent. Please discuss. 
Someone below then says, Sophie talks like people on The Walking Dead. Uh, Aaron Levinson, $5 well spent, by the way. Yeah, um, I was going to say, it's totally true. You should see it. As soon as we turn off the lights here, she actually, she's from Dallas. That's what you I guys am. don't know. She has a... She has Listen, a... y'all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's it. And then uh, Christian Morales with his super chat in there as well uh, says, uh, Lacazette is a free agent next year. If we continue on this French signing spree, I mean... Oh, is, is that a dig or is that a tease? I'm not quite sure because we're so we suck so much right now. I'm so tired of talking about Arsenal today. Uh, uh, um, but I would take Lacazette. Yes, here in MLS. Oh my goodness! Absolutely. One, one, Fire. one of those. Uh, Panda Legacy says. Uh, by the way, is that Panda Legacy? Is that is that a a a shout out to Kevin the Panda Baxter? Um, just you're the biggest Baxter super fan ever. Um, says can't wait to take my seven month old baby to the home opener and rock his retro dirt jersey amor eterno um so there you go a little five dollar super chat we appreciate that as well so good i'm glad you guys got your super chats in there um we have to keep this beast fed for sure uh let's go a little bit further we're 10 days away sophie from starting the mls season does that does that feel weird my wife said by the way that it feels like it's like that they haven't played soccer in seven months or something like that do you know what I did yesterday? I was so excited because the media credential email came out to all of us. Yes. Uh, and I literally filled out the whole thing. <laughs> S- submit, 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 submit. Yeah, it's... Submit, 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 submit. And I was thinking, crikey, I hope Chris and Vicky don't hate me because they... <laughs> You know, it was like, I don't know, 17 games. Yeah, it is. (laughs) It's it's a lot of games. Um, (laughs) It's interesting. A little inside baseball or a little behind the scenes on on how they're doing it. Uh, Most of the time, the the beat journalists, the LA Galaxy beat journalists, Sophie and I are both beat journalists. Kevin Baxter is beat journalist. uh, Damian Calhoun, Scott French, there's a whole bunch of other guys who are are, are beat journalists. Basically, the LA Galaxy is our beat. It's what we cover. Um, But we're able to apply for, I I didn't mention Larry, but Larry's on next week. uh, in place of the hammer. Um, so Larry's also a beat journalist uh, who covers the LA Galaxy. But beat journalists can go and apply for a season-long credential. So in normal right. times, non-COVID, we would submit early and they take our little picture and we get a hard pass, a hard plastic pass. And basically we get to show up for every game. We have a spot. We're allowed into the stadium for every home game um, at Dignity Health Sports Park. Some people, by the way, can even get MLS passes which is yes. they're able to get into any mls game any mls press box up across the board i've never been cool enough to get one of those so um but i i get la galaxy ones but because of covid because they're going to severely limit the number of people in the press box because our press box isn't that big um and uh they're separating everybody by about six feet right now so it's a it's a big separation um, mm-hmm. there's going to be a limited number. And so they're going to have to probably rotate through. I don't know if that means yes. I, Larry and I, were I ta- think people like you and Kevin, I think you'll get most, most games, you know, I, I hope that most of us who've been covering the team for right. the last however many years and not just jumping on the Chicharito bandwagon, but I get it. I totally get it. Yeah. I get to go to LAFC games too, because obviously talk sport, depending on what's going on, they'll want to cover some of that stuff but yeah uh, i i'll understand if there's going to be some games well, well larry i mean and i'll I... be pissed off if i can't go to the lfc <laughs> game but i don't think that will happen hopefully that won't um i was going to say that uh 
that Larry and I were discussing because we're both from the same outlet that it's unlikely both of us will get to go to every single game. Um, even though we do a lot of work in specifically covering the galaxy, usually we have two stories that we come out of all this. Um, and the hammer, the hammer got to go to some games last year too, didn't he? Yes. You know? Yeah. We, I mean, you know, but we don't really care about the hammer. That's fine. Yeah. We'll just, yeah, okay, you know, okay. he's a slacker yeah. anyway. Um, but no, we, but Larry and I were talking about how we'll probably have to rotate through some of those. And, and I know I won't be able to go to all the home games anyway with, with, uh, still right. having a young and at home. So, um, between all that, we're going to have to rotate it through. So we have to do it game by game this year. It's game by game. And so literally you went through, I did the first three and was like, uh, not not to brag, but I'm sure that I could still do week of applications and probably still get in if if, yeah, yeah, if yeah. I wanted to sort of do it. It's not first come first serve. They're gonna they they're gonna select, and I can tell. Um, and they're gonna try to spread it out and and do a bunch of things. But it's gonna be tough. I said open up the roof, Sophie, because you and I I love the roof. The roof is great. That, I've been up. I've watched two MLS cups from the roof of. I watched one uh, MLS cup from the roof. It was fire. Great. I loved it. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's great. It's a lot. Well, I made a mistake though, Josh, because for a couple of the preseason games, I I didn't apply, and then I applied, and you know, of course, you need, you know, you think. I mean, it's changed now. We used to be able to get away with stuff like a day before, a couple of days before, but I totally get it. Yeah. Totally understand. So I'm like, I'm not making that mistake again. No, I'm no. all in right now. Get get, get in yeah, whenever, get whenever you can. Get my, get my parking pass. Let's get it done. Um, one of the other things the LA Galaxy did, we'll just spend just a brief second uh, or two on this is, um, and not just LA Galaxy, it was really the, the MLS is launched this Mitchell and Ness uh, since 96 collection. Um you know, there's some great stuff in here. I'm going to, I'm going to be honest. There is, um, there's some jerseys that sort of show, I think the, one of the 96, um, jerseys. And so they've done a great job. They've sort of gone back and, and captured some of those Nike feelings from, from original, uh, stuff from the LA galaxy, um, back in 96. I will tell you <laughs> the prices are not easy to swallow on, on, on a lot of the stuff. And, and especially being people I know spent a lot of money on, um, on the how much community is the hat? how much is the, the hat? hats i think are like 35 dollars or something like that. It, it's, a, it's, a lot of money for a hat it is but i mean i think that's sort of a standard hat like nice hat sort of look you know um some people are calling these the dad hats these are absolutely dad hats i i probably probably should get maybe one or something like that um, i mean i was at the airport looking for a gift once josh and it was a lake i needed a laker hat and they wanted 40 bucks for it and i'm like i'm not paying 40 bucks for a baseball <laughs> hat yeah i they, they have some jackets, some other stuff, but I mean, there's some pricey. You could spend $200 easily on one or two items in this thing. So um, that's my only sort of knock on any of this. Mitchell Ness is always expensive. I'm not surprised. Um, they're doing this for 11 teams that they're calling the since 96 teams, LA Galaxy, Colorado Rapids, Columbus Crew, New England Revolution, Dallas Burn, which is FC Dallas, DC United, Seattle Sounders, who weren't even in Major League Soccer, but they were around. Um, you know, in, in the, in the sub leagues during that time, the Wiz sporting Kansas city, uh, the Vancouver 86ers, again, not one who was in the, uh, in the original 96 for, uh, MLS, uh, now the white caps, Portland Timbers, um, the San Jose clash, Portland was also not one of the 96, um, earthquakes. So they, they sort of have, have done, you know, a bunch of stuff to, to look at and try to bring that throwback in some of this stuff. So, um, I dig it. I really like it. I think it's cool swag. I think I, I also Dos Santos just does a really good job of modeling clothes. Yes. You know, so it looked cool against the wall. Um, <laughs> recognize that wall, by the way. I'm sure you did too. Yes, I did. But this, the, I, I love it. I think it's really cool swag. It, it's fun. It's a lot. 
Um, it's expensive, but I think if you have the money and you want to, you're not, I mean, this stuff is not going to be around forever. It's again, it's limited mm -hmm. edition. They were talking about slap bracelets too. Can we talk new era is doing the hats and Mitchell and Ness is doing a lot of the stuff they were talking about. Um, slap bracelets will be available as a gift with purchase at the LA galaxy team store and will feature <laughs> the retro LA galaxy club mark in a nineties inspired. But I mean, I think I probably just, just in terms of trying to, um, trying to collect things for my eventual museum that I'm sure I will build one day, um, you know, for, to, to the LA galaxy mm -hmm. and all this stuff and have a really kick, kick butt studio. Um, not just the COG boudoir as we have right now. Um, all those things saying, I think that maybe I need a slap bracelet. Slap bracelet seems like something I could probably, probably get. It sounds like a Gessman thing and the museum should be called the museum of Gessman. Musée de Gessman. So it could be Mog, you know, when yes. you're when you're marketing it or your team's marketing it. I, I love you know. it. I love it. Yeah. So so great. Yeah. Um, the only other thing I wanted to highlight before we are, are done tonight, um, the Galaxy launched a discovery program for boys and girls. This kind of went under the radar for a lot of things. They're calling it the, cool. they're trying they're calling it the uh, the GDP, uh, the Galaxy Discovery Program. It is a free program that is supposed to be supplemental training that will extend the reach of the LA Galaxy Academy. Um, and they, I quote them saying they're actively identifying, cultivating, and elevating youth players that are dedicated to succeeding in their soccer career and with the Galaxy. Uh, this is for boys and girls ages 8 to 16, um, and they can be identified from LA Galaxy youth camps or free GDP assessments. Um, and basically they have like different sessions. One of the, uh, one of the first upcoming, uh, GDP free assessment sessions from uh, is on Friday, April 23rd from six to seven 30 PM, uh, for eight to 11 year old boys and seven 30 to 9 PM for 12 to 16 year olds. Um, excuse me, not, not boys, but boys and girls, eight to 11 boys and girls, 12 to uh, 16. So there's information. Go to lagalaxy.com for that. If you have someone who um who is uh who is interested in that uh by the way jose says uh let's see don don says good talk and gave us uh gave us a five dollar super chat and jose says nice spray tan it makes you look like a snappy young 50 year old i think he's talking who's he to me talking to? I mean, he has to be talking to me i mean i'm the one dude you're not even 40 yet i i'm but it's so close i mean this this summer everybody should check on me dude i'm like four months away from 50 <laughs> yeah yeah but you look good still and you're entertaining i'm just sort of i'm getting i'm getting squishy around the edges um you know i i make great jokes to my to my uh one and a half year old he's not quite one and a half but we'll call it that we'll round up I don't ever want to do the Stu Holden and say my 32 month old. Wait, how, how old? Um, so my one and a half year old, he thinks I'm hysterical all the time. I mean, I, I'm popular in this household, Sophie. Let me just tell you're you. You're popular with me too, Josh. Thank you. I appreciate you. Yes. You're paid to say that. So um, actually, you're not. This, no, no, no. Don't let people think for one second I'm getting paid for this. I That's know. all we need. I know. I know. There's a certain freedom whenever you're not paid for doing some stuff. It's like I'm no, not getting paid to hand to, to put up with any of this, so I don't really need to. Um, just an update on the roster real quick before we we sort of put everything. The LA Galaxy at 27 players. Um, Kevin Cabral goes in and takes that 27th spot. They are now one international slot away from being completely full. We talked about the U22 side of things and whether or not they could add some people. So and and yes, they can. It's just as of right now, it would only be one international player. And I'm guessing that that's going to be a central defensive midfielder that may not even hit the U22. So that U22 may be down the road, maybe more domestic based. The Galaxy could go out and do some international stuff as well. So um, looking at that and then the three designated players just before we leave, I want everybody to understand right now the LA Galaxy 
have all three designated player spots taken up. There is no room for Christian Pavone to come in as a designated player. If anybody tells you that there is, you smack them. Just across the face, you say, don't do that. No, bad. You Spray bottles. Just spray them in the face. No, bad. It's That's not how it works right now. Okay. Um, well, Cabral can can end anyone's misery pretty quickly if he gets off and plays well. I mean, he'll, you know, players come and go, but the badge is the badge, right? That's absolutely and it. That's it. At the end of the day, if it's not going to work out, too many, too many issues with Pavon as well. So, club have the club have been sensible about how they're handling it too. Yeah, they they are. Um, we'll we'll see how everything sort of goes uh, with this. We're not expecting that Cabral is in the United States this week. Maybe next week. Um, maybe before the Miami game, he does actually get into the U.S. Uh, yes, yes. I'm gonna. Do you think I'll sound like I can't say the word because remember. No, nothing in the swear jar tonight yeah, for no, me. nothing in the swear jar. That's right. <laughs> I'm going to ask my first question to him in French. Oh, oh my. Wow. You're going to be, you're going to see, and I don't even. Don't tell Baxter. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, you're going to, you're going to be definitely be a uh, uh, head above the rest of us. Cause I, I don't know that Cabral or Grancia um, are, are speak much English. Uh, I haven't got that back yet. So we'll see if they do speak a bunch of English, they'll be on the show. Okay, I will get him on the show. I am I am currently oh, yeah. in I am currently in the queue for Derek Williams. As soon as sort of he gets settled and he gets a chance, we're gonna get Derek nice. Williams on the show. Um there's another top shelf guy. There's another um there's another player, um, a bigger name that I'm also in the queue for, and we will get that done as well this this season. This season is gonna be a good year for Amazing. the podcast, it's gonna be a good year for our listeners, um, because we're gonna get a lot of access to these players who are very much used to being on Zoom calls now, Sophie. So it's not a big deal to get them on a video call. It's not call. a big deal. No. no, not at all. Especially with Guessman. I mean, he's the legend of legends. Of course. Also, Larry not on Twitter, who yes. by the way, as we all know, is on and Twitter. Yes. He just spies on everyone. Yes. He was wondering, he sent me a text which I thought I'd share with everyone, which was hilarious. Uh, while when you were doing the DP stuff and the whole deal stuff yes. at the beginning, mm -hmm. you wanted to know if there was going to be a quiz yes. after that breakdown. There should be. Because <laughs> quite honestly, I need people, I need the people who listen to our show, Sophie, to go around and tell people how this stuff works. Right? I, 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 I learned something tonight. I, I'm glad you did. And I hope everybody did. But you need to explain this to the people you're sitting next to because MLS does a really poor job of, of, of explaining it. Yeah. Um, and... You're smart. We understand the pressure that's on Cabral because we understand how he was acquired, right? There is mm -hmm. more pressure on him than if he was just a U-22 signing. This is a bigger deal. The LA Galaxy have tied their boat to Kevin Cabral right now. And if he floats or sinks, is sort of going to be how the LA Galaxy do because he's taking up you know, a designated player spot. We talk about in LA Galaxy land how much a de designated player spot is worth, Sophie. And you could put a number anywhere between five and $20 million whenever you think about how much the LA Galaxy could spend on a player to bring them in, right? Like if, if Leo Messi is available, can you tell me the LA Galaxy aren't, wouldn't go out and spend between 20 and $30 million to bring Leo Messi to, oh, to the, of in a heartbeat, right? Ronaldo, Messi. Yeah. There's certain players and they're coming up. There's going to be a crop of players that are going to come up. They're, they're being smart. And let me tell you, if this kid this kid could set the world. This is his, he's the one it's up to him now. He can be a superstar in, in, uh, for this team. 
and he can make a name for himself. And uh, I hope he grabs the opportunity. And I really hope it works. I really do. And it would be really good to see this team be more competitive this season. Please. And, of course, get to get to the playoffs. Uh you know, just be stronger, smarter, not cave, not, you know, you go one nil down, you don't collapse, you know, all of those, all of those things. Um, and I think they've got the coach that can help them get there, Josh. Yeah, he's fun to talk to. I, I Oh, he's so much fun. The press conferences are so much fun now. I don't want to miss, I don't want to miss one. They, they are, they are a lot of fun and, and Greg yeah. Vanny, um, he gets it. I, you know, it's funny. I, I'll say this and I didn't get to say this because when you say it on Twitter and it comes out, people don't understand how you're saying, but we did get to talk to Victor Vasquez um, for the first time. And there's some footballers that you talk to, Sophie, that just get it. And like, but it, it's not that just that they get it. It's that when you look at somebody like Victor Vasquez, um, he's a guy who just wants to be the perfect footballer. He just wants to perfect whatever it means in his mind to be a footballer. Every day he goes out, he wants to be better. Sasha question is that same way he talks about, you know, yeah, I'm 35 years old. He goes, but I still want to go out and train and get better every single day. I know I can get better. I know mm -hmm. I'm not past that. Victor Vasquez is that guy as well. But in a way that I'm used to talking to guys, there's certain guys who have sort of risen to the top of that list. Whenever you say, you know, who do you compare these guys to just mentally? And from my initial speaking with Victor Vasquez, understanding that English is maybe his second or third language, mm -hmm. he imparts this sense that I got whenever I talked to Ashley Cole, whenever I got and I talked to Nigel DeYoung, um, well, you know, whenever you talk to guys like Robbie Keane or Landon Donovan even, there's this thing that you get from, I don't know, it's like behind their head when they're talking. I don't know how yeah. to explain it, but you get this this aura of them that they want to be the best that they can be. And as far as I'm concerned with Victor Vasquez, I get that and just it's exuding from him anytime mm -hmm. he says anything. He's like, yeah, I'm older. I get it. He goes, it doesn't mean I'm not a good footballer and I will be a good footballer for this team. And I didn't want to come just because, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing a lot, but I didn't want to come just so somebody could pay me to play football. I came because somebody somebody had a project and Greg had a project. And he said that Greg is more like a best friend um, than, you know, than a coach. And he goes, and I want to be involved. I want to be mm -hmm. here in LA. I mean, just... It, you, they, need to, they need to play like that in the dressing room, you know, or they need... You know, the, the, they, the team needs, sorry, people in – if you were around – how can I say this? Not on Twitter, but here. Right. There was an aura and a, an element of depletion last season. Yes. And you could feel it mm -hmm. when you were there. You could feel it on the press conference calls. You could feel like something was breaking down and it wasn't good. And so to hear Vasquez – to hear him talk like that about Vanny especially – Every club needs those kinds of pros. Every club needs those kinds of people around younger players in the dressing room. Kevin Campbell talks about this all the time, how important the dressing room is, you know, on our show and, and how important it is to have seasoned players mixed with younger players. And there didn't seem to be that no. camaraderie and mix um, in the last... 18 months before GBS left. There was always some gap. You always felt there was something missing. Um, and I think like hearing him speak like that and saying those things, it's important. And sometimes, you know, folks just want a gig because they're in for the gig. They're not in for the money. They're not in for the, gl they're, they're just in for doing the work, 
making it happen and being part of something that's a little bit bigger than themselves. It's exciting. I always love it right before they play the first game because we there's expectations, but you know it, it's usually a positive spin. And uh, you know I think as as a reporter that covers the team, I need to be cautiously optimistic whenever these things come around. But Sophie, I just want to see good live football again. I was spoiled for so many years watching the LA Galaxy play, and it has not been that way. I mean, I could have fallen asleep uh, in painful. some of the games we've watched in in recent years. Um, not when Zlatan was on the field, but that was certainly interesting. So, um, but he brought back this a different kind of hope and a different kind of excitement and a different kind of feel and vibe, you know. And he wasn't necessarily the arm around player guy, but he lit fires just by what he did on the pitch, and they knew that, right? Yeah, they did. You know, Vasquez uh, is uh, is a little bit different. different I mean, guy. he's going to be great, different guy, right? So mm-hmm. everyone has a different personality. But I tell you something, bank this one. Yes. I bet we stuff. I'd love to stuff Phil Neville on his debut in MLS. <laughs> Maybe that comes from my Arsenal Man United rivalry back in the day, but oh, that would be that would be lovely. Before we get out of here, because I sort of skipped over it, I said we were going to talk about it. Miami has problems. They have a lot of problems right now. Um, one is that they have four designated players um, because uh, Blaze Matuti is it was. Um, I guess, well, MLS is investigating them for last year because they had him on a targeted allocation money, a TAM deal last mm-hmm. year. But now they're saying he's definitely going to be a DP this year. And while they're investigating, that sort of hints to say that he should have been a designated player last year as well. So Miami has problems there. They also have a problem because they canceled all their preseason games because of, they had a COVID outbreak within the team. So they haven't been playing. I mean, if the Galaxy want to steal one, Right off the bat, this is it. Miami is the one. Go after them. Um, But, you know, they do have some very good players. Um, But they're going to have to do something with one of those four. Now, they're four. uh, Gonzalo Higuain, Rodolfo Pizarro, uh, Matias uh, Pellegrini, and and Blaise Matuti are the four DPs. Somebody's going to have to go somewhere. Apparently, the only transfer window that is open, I saw this. I didn't look into this. But it's Brazil. So perhaps they're going to have to loan somebody to Brazil for a mm-hmm. while in order to make them roster compliant the day before, basically they play this game with the LA galaxy. So there is a lot of pressure on this team, Josh, to perform, to get results, to do better. I mean, they really are under, under pressure and there's a microscope on them, even back home in England. I mean, with Phil Neville being manager, you've got David Beckham being the owner, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I'm not being funny, but Phil Neville as a manager so far, not so great. I'm not sure he did a great job with the Lionesses. I would have hired Jill Ellis for that job, um, given the chance. Uh, he had a stint in Spain with his brother. And again, you know, jury's out. It's not easy here. And um, I think he'll I think he'll find it tough going, but we'll see. All right. Uh, I think that does it for us. I think we're, we're we're done. We had a nice long chat. Sophie, we got to catch back up. I got to drink my tea while I was talking to you. I always feel Lovely. very English when there's an English accent while I'm drinking my tea. Well, apparently um, it's fake. Yeah, yeah. According to Aaron, um, what was his name? Levinson. Yeah. Aaron Levinson. Yeah, yeah. I'm a fake. Yes. I'm a fake British. Accent. I mean, he he find, he it. figured it out. I don't I didn't know how he was going to figure it out. You know, our secret <laughs> our secret is out. Um, but no. Um, yeah, it, it's just it's it's been a fun time. I enjoyed today. Today was a busy day. Uh, it culminated in in being able to to break the news on on Cabral. It was uh, it was fun. It's always fun to gather that information and do that. It was mind spinning whenever it went from a U22 to a young DP and all of the confirmations that sort of came about the five-year contract, which I don't even know if we mentioned it. It's a five-year contract with a one-year option on there as well, um, which is a tremendous amount of time for an MLS contract. Um, So anyway, we will... 
We will break all that down some more. Um, the LA Galaxy play on Saturday, 5 p.m., LAGalaxy.com. This is their last preseason game against Real Salt Lake. Uh, you're going to want to watch it because there's a good chance that you actually see a starting lineup that goes probably into the 75th, 80th minute of this game. Um, that will probably be what happens in Miami. I would imagine what we're going to see in Miami, minus one or two. Might see Grancia for the first time. Could be on Saturday. So all that stuff is coming up on Saturday, LAGalaxy.com, 5 p.m., um, so it should be should be a lot of trouble or a lot of fun. I was Lovely. looking. I was looking at Aaron saying I'm in trouble. So, um, you know, because he says, "Great, she memorized my name. I'm in trouble." Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Sophie's in trouble. All right, Soph, um, why don't you tell people where they can find you, and we will get on out of here. Oh, thanks, Josh. Always great to be here. Thanks everyone in chat. You guys are always awesome. Um, you can find me at Soccer Diva on Twitter. And if you love a little Premier League and Arsenal and general football, European talk at Highbury Squad. Uh, on YouTube and everywhere else. Until next time, it's been emotional. <laughs> it's been great. All right, if you're looking for me on Twitter, it's at Jay Guessman, J-G-U-E-S-M-A-N. And of course, at Galaxy Podcast. Please head on over to cornerthegalaxy.com. We have video. We have coverage of Cabral. We have your podcast. We have all that stuff. You can find it at cornerthegalaxy.com. Go subscribe. Go rate. Go comment. Go to YouTube. Do all that fun stuff for us. It helps us. And we are so glad to be here for your 2021 season our 13th season in charge here at corner of the galaxy all right for miss sophie the canon nicolau i'm josh pato guessman and you've been listening to corner of the galaxy on corner have a great one everybody you've been listening to the corner of the galaxy podcast on corner of the you can follow the show on twitter and instagram at galaxy podcast and be sure to check out and subscribe to itunes stitcher and facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. Fans, we thank you for listening, and we ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody.